This is Modern Inc. Podcast number 8, called The Nipple Case. During this episode, we talk about the Corsair TEC water cooling setup, our rants and raves about nothing changing, how to come up with ideas to create in your case, Left for Dead 2, and the Thermal Pace Review on Benchmark Reviews. I think we need to make one specific section just the bag on. Oh, why? You got a bag because the, the, the boy won't slip the pants on to come talk with the big boys. Uh, They'll drop one day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, that's staying in. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's Dwayne from Modders Inc., and today we're going to be talking with Tony. Hello. We got Vic. Hey. We got the new guy on the panel. His name is Craig, and you probably all know him as Tech Daddy from the site. What's up? What's up, man? What's up, what's up, what's up? All right. You don't have to sound so big. We know you're big. <laughs> <laughs> I get complaints on that at the McDonald's play areas. They don't like me climbing into play stuff. <laughs> well, I can understand why you're as big as they are. Well, that's, when, that's when I get to the top of the crawl tower and I start swaying back and forth. The kids start screaming and parents start getting all concerned. Godzilla! <laughs> no, it's Godzilla. The uh, Corsair Tech Cooler. And, uh, Anybody read up on it to know the full details? Oh, wow. No. Not really. Mike was telling me some about it. Um, he's got one that they modified. Is that memory cooling? Yeah. yeah. Water tech cooling on memory. Yeah. yeah. But you're only going to be able to cool two. Oh, there's a video, 10 minute video. Holy crap. Yeah. Water cooled TEC for ultimate memory cooling. That's Corsair Mike. He lives not too far from me, and uh, he was telling me about it. If it's anything like the other water coolers that I've seen, you know, it's it, it'll cover two memory dims, but it covers all four sockets in order for it to do the cooling work. Yeah, but I mean, you got to look at most of them aren't even dicking with dual modules now. You're dicking with six. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. But I think or, this or you've does. Got yeah, I think it does more than two. Yeah. I think it does. All, yeah, it does all three. Yeah. See, Mike was telling me about it, and he said they actually, because it was still in the prototype version, there was something something about it was a little different. Anyway, and they ended up having to modify it because of the Georgia humidity, uh-huh. and, and ended up having to put something on it to to where it kept the condensation off the memory modules. Yeah, yeah. but when, once it got to a certain degree, one way or the other, it would it would reverse back to whatever. Anyway, and it'd keep the condensation down. Huh. Right. It probably actually modulates to probably at a constant temperature. Once it gets below to a certain temperature before it would start to condensate, it probably heats it up a little bit or yeah. backs, backs off from the temperature. Otherwise, like instead of like a constant cooling. Yeah, it's, it's got to cycle the tech just like, it, just like your yeah. CPU tech on most of these aftermarket jobs. He said, yeah. though, in Georgia, he had to add something to it, something that he took apart. Heck, I wish I could remember what it was. Alcohol. Lots of it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, to me, it's it's kind of pointless to to run both technologies. I mean, if normally when you do tech cooling, you don't really do tech cooling with water cooling. If you're going to go the next step above that, you, you do a tech, you know, on a pelter side. Of. Well, you're going to have to do the water cooling because you got to remove, you got to get the heat out of there. Yeah. Tech, tech, you've got heat on one side, which makes the cooling on the other. So you've got to remove the heat. So they're using the water to remove the heat from the tech. Yeah, still Greek to me. I like it. Yeah, it's for their extreme old uh-huh. <laughs> It looks cool. <laughs> oh, you kill me. Oh. <laughs> I'm, yeah. here all, I'm here all week. Yeah, don't forget to tip your waiter and waitress. <laughs> but of course, this is only going to work with their memory, right? Right. I think so, yeah. Well, it's the only smart way of doing it. Well, it depends on how it mounts. It mounts to the top of the memory. 
That's what it looks like. Or they're showing some heat sinks that did. Um, he's sitting there taking apart where I'm at right now. So yeah, it looks like they probably have those those external heat sinks that come up, and those external heat sinks probably make contact with the cold side with the cold plate on the TEC. Right. And then that cold is what's wicking the heat off of those thermal plates that are on the heat sinks. Yep. Attached to the outside of the dims, so they probably have those set to a. All those dims are set to a certain height. They don't have any fins on top of them, and those those heat sink plates on the side of the dim are probably making direct contact with that cooler. I bet you that's how they're doing it. Oh yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. Hot dog, I'm all right. I'm out of here. Bye. <laughs> I'm ending on that one. All my brain cells dumped. Don't 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 just 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 let me live in it. Just um, let me live in it for a second. Go ahead, brother. You bask. All right. <laughs> oh yeah. My life is so good, but my doctor represents Damn. Well, if if your memory is tall enough and flat, I think you can use this cooler on. Nah. Yeah, oh, no, sure. it does have screws. It just yeah. set it. Yeah, I was going to say, Mike said they, they used the screws that went into the top. Yeah. Yeah, there's quite a bit that goes into the They have an, an ambient sensor and module sensor and all kinds of sensors hooked up to it. I don't know. I'm still skeptical. I think it's a cool idea, though. I got a feeling yeah. they're going to have issues with the humidity, though. I don't, there's too many too many variables across the United States and other countries where you're going to be selling this at. So yeah, yeah, they're going to they're going to they're have to do some some other locations. That's for sure. No, all they got to do is slap on a big sticker that says "Use at your own risk." We are not liable. Oh. Well, what what just got me in this video? They show them doing the install, and 99% of the the companies out there that deal with techs will not allow you to pull the tech because it's too easy to put it on wrong. And the guy sitting here assembling it and didn't mention a single word about which way the tech goes as far as which side's top, which side's bottom. You slap that sucker on 180 out, you're done. <laughs> Hot side down, cold side up, goodbye memory. See ya. I don't know. Maybe it's smart. I'm not into extreme overclocking, so it's not like I'd, I'd ever do it anyway. <laughs> Maybe they got some kind of indication on the tech itself that shows. Doesn't it have a control box with it? Yeah, it does. It controls the, the on-off timing of the tech. I mean, you can still run into problems with uh, certain humidities. All right. Hey, think about the price of this. That's a, a 200 bucks now. Oh, yeah, it's 199 Yeah. Is the benefit worth it? It's got humidity sensors already on the board. It's got a switch to where you can bypass them to go for more cooling. It showed, what, tw- almost 20 degrees across the board. Still, I mean, it's the potential for <laughs> the potential for failure is there. I'm negative about everything. Just ask Vic. Any case, any case you pull hey. off the net and show me, I can tell you what it looks like. <laughs> Save that for number seven, rants and raves. Why do you think I put that in there? That's Tony's highlight. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we just call yeah. that Tony's therapy session. What the hell's wrong with people that can't friggin' do something unique? The, the tone zone. The tone zone. There you go. Oh, there we go. The tone zone. I'm writing that one down. Like that. Is that something like a chromosome? You no, know, it's something like where Taz shows his ass. I mean, uh... <laughs> making me so mad, I'm pulling nails out of my wall with my bare fingers. <laughs> oh, damn, oh, almost yeah. two. <laughs> so what do, you mean, what do you mean nobody comes up with original ideas? Nobody comes up with original ideas. What? Well, I mean, all right, I'll give you give yourself a stone with the raven. That's mm-hmm. cool. Okay. But I'm not really feeling it 100% yet. I'd have to have one to play with. Friggin' what else is unique? Thermal take, level 10. Granted, but at a $699 price tag, that's not something everybody can go get. No, it's not. Well, you just asked for unique. You didn't say it. You, uh, say you know what I mean, the normal computer builder. Okay, I look at it like this. People will throw out stuff that's pie in the sky, 
that's unattainable to 99% of the masses, but that stuff ends up trickling down. At some point in time, a bit oh, yeah. of this or a bit of that will end up in another case or in another build. Well, that the whole thing might just end up down that way in a, in a year's time. Yeah, yeah. Look at the prime example right there would be the uh, Ultra Exo Gaming Case. You know, that when that first came out, that was a thousand bucks. You can, go, you can go buy the low end one now for I've seen them as low as 150 bucks. But I mean, it really, all in all, you look at most cases in general, they're just not unique. Nobody's, you know, everybody's using the same OEM, and you get wham bam, throw some plastic on it and call it a new case. And well, I don't how, much can, how much can you really do unless you go to like the level 10 where you go completely out of the box? Like yeah. said, not, not everybody can afford that. I'm, I'm not going to go pay 700 dollars for a case. And that's the thing. So all the different companies out there. If they had to go out of the box every time they produce something, they'd be cutting their throats. But money-wise, I mean, um, their profits. I'm not saying you know out of the out of the 50 cases they offer that all of them got to be unique in some form. But you're also bringing up another point, Tony, which is really good in that everybody comes out and they seem to all make the same mistakes. Why can't you be innovative? You know, like some of the uh, uh, the Lee and Lees or the the Silverstones. where they where they put some innovative ways of mounting the same components in the same way. You know, oh, yeah. with with uh, with air chambers and and uh, and dedicated you know air tubes to get you know cool air from the back to the front, or you know the, the manufacturers that have started cutting holes in their motherboard tray so you can reach the back of the CPU without having to undo your entire motherboard. Well, here I'll give you a prime example of of I mean, Vic can Vic can sit there and easily confirm what I'm about to say. He comes up, you know, he catches me on MSN or whatever and, and says, hey, man, did you see this case? What's my first comment, Vic? This is shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. That's, a, that's a second comment. <laughs> oh, excuse me. comment normally includes, well, it's like a uh, Thermaltake whatever, a, a Cooler Master whatever, or some other brand whatever. Right, and, I, and I've, I've said the same thing to you. I've come Wait. in like, like the uh, wind storm. I said, look yeah. at this. This is the Cooler Master, man. It's the same case as this. And I like the Ice Cube by Raid Max. I said, it looks exactly, the chassis now is identical to the uh, NZXT Rogue. But here, here's the upside to that. I come in, you know, I, I'm doing the Rogue right now. I've got it on the table. Fixing to put the build in it. I've got all my other pictures and all done. Now I'm fixing to do the build side of it. The NZ, I can I can fully say without a hundred, with a doubt, I am serious. The Rogue is twice the case the ice cube was that i can understand I mean, and, it is and that that's software. a good thing when when they take when a company takes a, an oem design and and brings it up a step all right reinforce this or, or beef this up whatever well what they've but, done is they went from a, an aluminum a completely aluminum chassis in case size everything and they went with a steel chassis steel bottom steel motherboard tray uh everything is can be taken apart they they've added things to it. They beefed up the back panel so the so the power supply don't hang down to the floor no more when you put one in. They even added a, a neat little old bracket that sticks out probably a little over an inch out the back so you can put a longer power supply in. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, they, well, you know, they've made advancements on 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 the design and that's all good. But what do you do when you take the the uh, Ultra Products Microflight? The uh, Apifa Q-Pack, or even the Q-Pack 2. Yeah, pretty much I mean, the exact same case. Yeah, I mean, one's like, what, three-quarters of an inch shorter than the other one? Yeah. One has three panels to cover it. The other one has one solid panel. I mean, yeah. you yeah. almost interchange the parts, but look at the, the windstorm that you brought up, and this is something I'm fixing to, to dive into. 
Because I mean, it really, it really bugs me to see the the same shit getting getting recycled so many times before somebody actually does change something. You got the Windstorm, you got the CM690. There's another one on the way, which is uh, I'll, I'll leave that one to guess. And the uh, you look at them, and I mean, instantly you can see the resemblances between all three of them. And then boom, you, you pull them down side to side. They're identical, other than Okay, I painted the, this one's got painted insides. Okay, and this one's got yellow instead of black, or this one's got blue instead of yellow plastic. And then you get your different plastic panels on the outside. But I bet you 50 bucks you can take each one, every one of those parts off, swap them to the other chassis, they'll all fit right on it. Yeah. True. But, you know, there's only a few companies out there that can actually uh, do any R&D. And so the other guys are going to take those ideas and develop them until they got really quickly to just get something that's popular. Well, I'll just agree with that because they all can do the, the R&D. They just don't want to spend the money to do it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you're, you're going to have Silverstone and you're going to have Lee and Lai, and you're going to have these people like that are definitely going to put a little bit of time into uh, some R&D. But I don't think you're going to see somebody, you know, like, you know, NZXT is going to sit and spend $10,000 on trying to do an R&D on a case when they can just look at it and go, hey, you know, if we change the plastic, we have a new case. Yeah. <laughs> I, I see where you're coming from. The deal about the, the Rogue is, is the Rogue was first. The Ice Cube came after the Rogue, okay? Mm -hmm. And instead of improvements, okay, the only improvement was that it weighed less. Other than that, it was all mistakes. But, I mean, all right, you take a... Compared to what I'm looking at right at this moment. I mean, they... It's like the the Cosmos from Cooler Master. Excellent. It's basically still the same PC chassis layout, but they gave it a major design change. A major facade lift. Right. And... And, you know, that's what I'm looking for. That's what I want to see. I want to see these companies actually step up and, and I mean, it, they don't have to go full bore and, and, you know, do the full chassis. Hell, I don't expect everybody to go out and do something like what BFG went, did with their Phobos case. But yeah, no, that's that's true. But, you know, we also got to look at, when did, remember they tried the, the BXT? How did that go over? <laughs> the only way you're going to change the design of a BTX, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, the only way you're going to change the design of a case is to design the change of the motherboard. We're all stuck with the same kind of layout because the motherboard's always the same. We went from, which they should have done, why didn't they do this years and years ago? Take, take a, a heavy piece of equipment, the power supply, and put it at the top. Doesn't that make the son of a bitch top heavy? Oh, yeah. You put, it at the bottom, you put it at the bottom, and now your whole case even feels more stable, even feels more better about it. <laughs> okay, wow, but it's revolution all of a sudden. Woo-hoo. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but, but if you go back, if you go back, I guarantee you somebody did that like four or five years ago. Well, that whole you know? the whole reason the power supply was at the top was supposed to be for an exhaust fan for convection. Right. That was the main reason why the power supply was put at the top because the original well, ATX it, specification didn't call for exhaust fans. Right. Okay. But they they could have done it the other way. Why didn't they do it? They could have put it on the bottom with the fan up, and it could have sucked out the same way. It could have done it the exact same way. Because, it would have been because it would have been, heat rises. Yeah, it would have been pulling out cool air. But you're still pulling out the air. I mean, now if every case you see has got, you know, from us motors and overclockers, you got fans at the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, you know, back in the day, that wasn't, that wasn't a thing. You know, we back, wouldn't run. Back in the day of the, of the AT and the original ATX specification, the power supply fan was the primary top exhaust mechanism. They didn't call for any other secondary exhaust fans. Now, whenever they started realizing that, oh, crap, computer components are getting hot and heat rises and... Well, okay, now let's make our fans more powerful. Okay, well, let's start adding some exhaust fans in to help supplement the fans that's in the power supply. Then they started realizing the power supply can't do the whole job. 
because the or, power supply is the power supplies pulling in too much heat from the other devices as well because that hinders it. Yeah, exactly. So that so then now you get a change in the diametric of thinking where okay, let's put exhaust fans up on the top, let's put the power supply down on the bottom so that everybody can be using the coolest air possible. Power supply can still do its job. Everybody's happy. Yeah, keep making them the other way though. Do what? Well, you, you still yeah. you still also what? run into another issue on on that power supply example because majority of your power supplies are still built into the ATX back, right. which when you locate that power supply in the bottom of the case, your cables are no longer long enough right. by spec, right. now, you know, if you go by spec. Now, granted, now, a lot of them are right. actually lengthening them now, but... Right, right. But a lot, of, a lot of the stuff that you're looking at is, is still the same way. I'm looking at my Silverstone case sitting right next to me. The power supply is on the bottom. It sucks in through the bottom and out through the back. It does not pull any air out of this case. Right, right. Okay, which is which is which is great, which is perfect. But but they can change that. But why is my video card still upside down? Yeah, I, that drives me absolutely batty. I guess I understand when when everything was you know there was no fans to it and the dust collection and all this other crap. We've wave gone past that, people. Because they're afraid the cheap parts on that motherboard's gonna fall off into the fan. <laughs> <laughs> They spend all this time designing the fans, designing well, the graphics now. to go on it, and then where do they put it? They put it on the bottom, and you're looking at the top of the PCP board, and you can't see the graphics. You Make, don't even what, what, what type of card that is. You've got to give them a little credit. Some of them are actually making covers to cover them now. Yeah, but just flip the fucking <laughs> thing over. Yeah. Let the heat sink do the work, and let convection do part of the work. I mean, you're, you're, actually, you, you're forcing, yeah. you're forcing you convection what? to work against itself by putting the heat sink on the bottom of a heat source. Right. You tell me what 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 modern day video card now when you turn it your computer on doesn't go up to 100% or or, or at least 80, 90 or 100% when it first turns on to blow the dust out of it and then it goes back down to like 20, 30%. Is that they all fan spins up like that? Yeah. Well, I, I don't think every, it's to blow I the dust out of it. Dots together. I'm sure it is. Well, why else would it? It's just when it goes to full when it when it powers up it takes full power and then everything once ah. everything gets comes into sync it Idles it back yeah. or idles it down. I think it's to blow the dust. If there's anything in there, it blows it out. Huh. I think that's what that's supposed to do. That's my personal. Well, we'll just have to. We'll have, have to, to ask. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I know what you're saying. See, so it's like I'm trying to find the case that I got it in, what the, which review it was that I did. But anyway, when you're talking about putting the fan, turning it back up on the top, that little old, uh, crap, Vizio cooler thing, Taz, I did. Viso, yeah, Viso or whatever it's called. Yeah, you know when I put it in there, remember it's turned upside down, mm -hmm. and it was and instead of putting it underneath the video card, I put it above the video card between it and the CPU, and it actually dropped the CPU temp. Yeah, really? Yeah, because yeah. you're you're blocking the heat from the GPU rising to the CPU. There you go. See? Yeah, so well, you turn I think your, it's also. Also, sucking some of the heat off of the CPU heat sink. Not much. I would have never thought about that. I, I would say it's more out of taking the heat from the GPU and not letting it get to the CPU than taking heat off the CPU. Now, I think it's a little bit of both. I it might be more of that. He was drinking that night. <laughs> it could be. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, be. you know, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm, st I'm probably one of the most pickiest guys you'll ever meet. No. Crap. Really? Man, we wouldn't believe that. No, I, I no. still have my one-time, all-time favorite case, and it's still Green Flame. You can't beat it because I can turn it any way I want and make it look like anything I want. That's because you made it. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, I, I can take and flip the motherboard ATX, BTX style, whatever you want. I can put the hard drives at the top. I can put them at the bottom. I can flip it in for in. It, it doesn't matter. I can take it apart and flip it any way I want. I like it's called part XO. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Well, see, us as, us as Modders, Inc. should get a hold of a manufacturer and say, we will design you a case if you build it. I've actually, I've actually dropped a few hints here recently to a few companies. Say, so won't you? And not necessarily plugging for us. I'm just, you, know, yeah. in, you know, in general, no. I, what what would it take for for a company to to get a couple, you know, modders in on the design of a case and you know let somebody else put some input into it besides your engineers? You need a fresh set of eyes. Period. I mean, that's that's one thing I like right. dealing with my buddy when I when I got the EXO case, the, the early prototype of it. You know. I was able, you know, between me and doing my Ultra Sweet mod at the time, I was able to give him input based off of what I was seeing with the case. And, I mean, as, as you know, some of the changes actually went into the final product. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, but see, that's what they need. They need somebody who's actually dicking around with this stuff. Yeah, so what, and, what's and, happened? And with it every day instead of some guy sitting there going, oh, what we do now? This looks good. This looks good. Yeah, so it's, it's just like Mike, you know. He he's into all this gaming and stuff, but he don't get to game. He don't get to do all these other things that we do every day. So his input on something, I mean, we got people out there that's like like you just said, oh yeah, that looks good, you know. Instead of guessing what everybody wants and needs, or thinking you know what everybody wants, let somebody that's actually doing it put what they want in there. Right on, brother. Peace. Peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. You ask them guys, they they'll say they do it every day. Yeah. Well, okay. Whatever. You guys remember the um, what was it that was it the Chief Tech Dragon that yep. went across like three different vendors and never got changed? Yep. Oh yeah. Oh dude, yeah, that I've, thing was driving me absolutely batty. That's where I'm going with the CM690 now. That's exactly where I'm going. It's, it's yeah. the same chassis, and they're getting it. You know, changing the colors of the plastic and changing the the, the outer bezels and. And calling it new, and it's you know it's not yeah it'd be new for you, but it's not new to the world. Yep. Yeah. You open it up, and you're still constrained by the same space. You're still still constrained by the same mounting points. Yeah, yeah it looks good on the outside, but I mean the nipple yeah. case is another prime example. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> El cheapo. <laughs> I knew we couldn't get through this conversation with that comment being made. <laughs> Oh man! Look how many different uh, cases in in the same company now. Well, 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 you know, Vic, which which one exactly is the nipple case? In case people don't know which one that is, <laughs> call it by its real name. Come on. Do I got to? It Come is. On. What is that thing called? You reviewed uh, it. <laughs> I know I did. You still own it? You're still I using it? it. <laughs> no, I'm not using it. As a matter of fact, is your daughter well, using it? Nope, she's oh, not. Using it he just pulled it down so he could put oh, yeah. the hardware in one of his other case reviews. No, it yeah, was the Aurora. I can't remember what the name of the thing is. The Aurora. The Aurora, yeah. But it's yeah, blue. Right. It ain't pink. It blue. Yeah, but they do have a pink one. Yeah, they do. They got a green one and they got a black one. And, but still, it's just a Zeta too. Well, Take the yeah, plastic I mean, off of it. And it's just a Zeta too. Yeah, you get the same thing. Some of the Thermaltake cases, for example, the 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 uh, the ten slot cases. You got what three of them? You got the X Air. Six, you got the uh, Armor Plus, and but basically those are all pulling from the same the same base chassis with just different cosmetics. Right. <laughs> and what got me on on the Aurora was the the deck, um, side panel. I'm sorry, I just looked at a picture of that thing. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> you see the nipple, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. <laughs> He's not telling you, Tech. I almost <laughs> got him a second one so he could have a pair of nipples. <laughs> The windstorm. Give him something. Give him at least something to play with, huh? The, the window. Okay, come on. The side panel glass on the windstorm you went there. is the same window on the other one. 
I'm no, never, I don't mind that so damn much as, as yeah. But what gets me is the thing was put. What what they did with the windstorm was they took that beveled piece of window. Oh, okay? they're just trying to copy. And they stuck tunnel. it and they stuck it on the inside inside of the case with a bevel against the inside where the bevel wasn't showing. But yet, if you take the thing off and put it on the outside of the case, it looks better. Yeah. I've come across that a couple times. Yeah. Or, or it seems like a, de- or like a design flaw because they've had the, the side panel so close that it's actually touching the hard drive cages or stuff. So they had, had to take the, the window and actually, put it on the outside because it yeah. wouldn't fit on the inside. But they went backwards of it. They went well, backwards. Just, that, that was a simple, you know, five-second change they could make the, to make it look different yeah. to, a little, you know, to an extent. Still sometimes. Yeah, I, I feel I like they, they, they probably put it together and they went, oh, shit. You know what? This doesn't fit. Really, all this engineering, all this time, you can <laughs> comes up to this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then I took it off and put it on the other side, and it fit better. Yeah, that's, that's you what know what? They, they probably just messed up an assembly and just oh, Vic won't that shit. Oh, some guy sitting behind. Some guy sitting behind. Red red up, like, oh crap! Who's this one going to? <laughs> oh, some guy in Georgia. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's Yeah, okay. He's like quickly making changes to the SketchUp. He's like, oh jeez, oh nuts. Uh, <laughs> uh, some of that stuff just works me up. Oh yeah, but hey, you know, since we're already bitching about cases here, how do you guys think about coming up with the ideas for any of the mods that you do? Because I know me, it's just kind of a, a hit and miss kind of thing. You know, I mean, somebody might come up with an idea, or not an idea, but just a suggestion, or or I come across something, and then I run with it. Other times, I just sit there and rack my brains out for days. You talking about the overall theme, or just 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 yeah. anything? I mean, have, like like the Call of Duty one. I mean, okay, we know it's Call of Duty. Okay. And that's what you base it off of, right? But right. how did you come up with all the other ideas? Just using my brain. Yeah. Well, that Look, don't take that, too long because it's so small. So you know, we're talking real. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, quit looking. The inspiration anyway. comes quick. Hey, I think I helped you with some of them ideas on that case. So back off, buddy. Which I did. Oh, 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 oh. Oh. Not putting nades on their side. No, what you helped me with was the uh, screen panel. Yeah, and I, I, I gave you an idea there too. And then I said, "What do you think about these nades laying down? I think they kind of look like wheels on a dadgum snowcat." What about <laughs> what about what about how you mounted the uh, front nade? Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, I don't want no credit. I don't don't get me wrong there. I no, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, it's, it's mounted the way I said I was going to mount it. He got some info from, from somebody else. Right. The idea came from Bill. Idea came from Bill. Owen. Oh, yep. And PC Tech. He's actually got it in the forum. But no, right. <laughs> but no, for real, for real, it, it doesn't really matter. We're all gonna get ideas from each other. Shit, all come up with ideas and, and pass them along, and and you know, it's easier for for me to comment on somebody else's case or what they should do than it is for me to even think of one. Well, modding is nothing but an ancestral relationship between inspiration and execution. I mean, Ooh. it's... Yeah, these big words, Craig, and... and they, um, <laughs> tell me more, Zen Master. Mm, <laughs> mm, oh, I'm just saying. <laughs> Imagination. Don't you get asked all the time, people always come up and say, how do you think of that? Where do you get your ideas? Me? I get, I get my, asked, Hot Wheels. Okay. <laughs> I'm not lying to you. I'm not lying. I got a whole stack of Hot Wheels in the garage. I come up with color schemes, flame styles, colors of acrylic... And, you know, in regards to windows or colors of acrylic to be used in accents, uh, painting styles in regards to, you know, colored chrome or matte colors right. or, you know, stuff like that. And driving on the street, I saw just an absolutely sweet paint job on a Mustang that it was simple, 
and it's got my brain turning in regards to doing another case paint job. I mean, I, inspiration can come from anywhere as long as you got your eyes open. I agree. I mean, I, I look at uh, what they do for, like, the bikes and the cars because these guys have got to always come up with something new. Yeah, yeah. Because you're pretty much like we are. If you got a Mustang, you can only do so much to it, but they always seem to come up with a different way of doing something. Mm-hmm. And the color schemes, or might, they might come up with something, you know, the biker guys come up with these weird-ass color schemes. It's like, oh, my God, I never thought of that. Mm-hmm. You can you can turn that, and it's yeah, it does. It just creates the, the creative juices, and, mm-hmm. and it just starts flowing. Well, I mean, you know, okay, that that picture I showed you guys of that of that little sand blasting, yeah, know, media blasting thing I did that just a scrap piece of acrylic, and all it was was just me doing a proof of concept. That's all it was. I wasn't trying to impress anybody with it. I wasn't trying to do anything special. It was just I just wanted to see. I got excited. It looked great, and a couple of my friends said, "Put it up on Facebook. I want to see this thing." So I put it up on Facebook. Good Lord, everybody came tumbling into the site. Oh, that just looks great. That looks cool. I'm like, it's a test piece for crying aloud. Now, it's inspiring. I'm happy to see that, you know, it's doing what I want it to do. And it's you guys are excited about it, too. But, I mean, even yeah. people that weren't even in modding were getting excited about it. I'm like, okay, well, if you like this, wait till I get the real thing done, you know. <laughs> that, you're inspiring me to go out there in the garage and get dirty right now. Yeah. Yeah, and then and it just builds up from not that. that way, Vic. Not that way. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure, boys. Is that's the way you roll? Yeah, hold on, let me get you a towel. <laughs> <laughs> but no, for me, it's it's coming up with a theme is probably one of the hardest things there is to do. I don't care how long I think and what I look at it. Just sometimes it just won't bite. Agreed. Agreed. I totally agree with you right there. That that's one of the reasons why I dropped out as long as I did over these last couple of months. Um, one of the things that was going on is when I got a lot of, when I get a lot of stress in my life or something's not working right at work, the muse for modding, it, I I can't force it. I can't force it. If I try and force it, I break stuff. Yep. And so what I do in cases like that is on the evenings where I'm relaxed and I'm and I'm and I'm not really thinking about work or something like that, I might sit down with a notebook. And watch some TV or flip around, get on Speed Channel or watch some, you know, you know, UFC or, you know, turn on an old action movie or something like that. Just kind of relax. And sometimes things will come to me while I'm sitting there. Not even complete ideas. Just plug them an idea. And I'll just jot it down and I'll start sketching. And sometimes that one sketch turns into another and into another and into another. But I'm totally with you there, Taz. If you don't have, if, if you're not inspired and you don't have, you can't force it. You absolutely oh, yeah. can't force it. Let me ask you this: How many of you? How many? Just each of you. How many mods have you got actual in your mind that you can do tomorrow? I got. I mean, about, if, you, if you had to pick one out, if you okay, I need to do a mod. Can I do one? I got about four of them in my head right now. Yeah, I got I got three or four floating around that I've been thinking on. Yeah, I got I got two that have been in there for for several years. <laughs> And I've, got, I've got one. Well, shit, Dwayne, Dwayne's right up your alley with the ATAT. <laughs> <laughs> I've got about ten right now. Ten? Yep. I can't even count that high. I can. I got toes, <laughs> brother. Yeah. Yep. But I got about ten. You lost now, the toe, but don't ask him where ten comes from. <laughs> but here's another thing. You're talking about how do you come up with ideas? All right. Number one for me would be just plain out imagination. Uh. Number two, one of my favorite things were street rods and all kind of hot rods and just, I'm just into that and art and graphic art. 
Yeah. Um, but another reason, another thing, and one of the one of the first things I did when I got into modding was I based my mods that I was doing on what was hot at the moment. You know, what was selling at the moment because I was actually selling mine. Oh, okay. So, you know, that's that's another thing. And and to be honest about it, I, it's it's a good thing, especially if you if you're doing a mod. And, and just in my opinion, okay, you can do one for yourself, whatever you want it, however you want it. But if you're going to do a, a nice, incredible mod, you want to get a lot of attention from. If if you think about something that's really hot at the moment in some genre or somewhere, mm-hmm. and, and then if you can imagine a mod off of that. Mm-hmm. Then I think you you gain a little more attention. Yeah, that's 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 where all your your gaming mods and your movie mods and shit come into play a lot. You know, if the guy yeah. can get it done and get it out before or right around the time of the release. I'm gonna say but, something here, and I know that I'm gonna jinx myself when I say it. I am honestly surprised, and I've got one, this is one of the mods that's running around in my head. But I'm honestly surprised that I have not seen a Left for Dead mod with all of that biometric bioelectric. You know these these yeah. these bio mods that came out here just you know a year yeah. year and a half. Yeah. Well, actually, I was just going to mention that there was a guy that doesn't do any modding, but he likes the game, and he's we're talking about. He says, "You know what?" He says, "I wish I could have done for the for the, the land I just went to." He says, "A Left for Dead mod." I said, "Yeah, but what would you do?" He said, "The gas can." Hey, there you go. Yep. See, <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, that would be cool. You know, I mean, yeah. you could actually you could actually take a gas can, the five gallon gas can, you could cut it down at the base. You know, make it so it latches. You could actually take a, a, a can and do it with. You know what? The where I got some of the parts for this Call of Duty case, where I got the grenades and stuff from, and uh, when I when I done it, they actually had a jerry can sitting there, and um, <laughs> I'm not ready, not for Left for Dead, but I had already uh, kind of drawn up in my head, so to speak, how I would actually uh, put a computer in it, do a jerry can. Yeah, I yeah, I've not gotten 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 that hardcore into it myself. I don't know. I'm, I'm not I'm saying not... I'm hardcore. I'm just saying I no, see. Well, I mean, look. So I was the kind of kid when I used to when I, when I grew up. I could I can look at a wall that's got flowery wallpaper or a couch that's got flowery wallpaper, and I can and I sit there. Flowery? and pictures. Is that flowery? another southern term? Flowery. Yeah, it is. One day you good guys will learn how to talk redneck, and you'll understand this. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know. The simple fact is, I, I, I see, I see things in them, trees, and the leaf patterns. Uh huh. What kind of medicine were you on? I was say, don't, don't. <laughs> drinking moonshine a second ago. It, it's called, it's called, is it a, it's called imagination, my friend. No, to me, no, it sounds like drugs to me. <laughs> in the sky with diamonds. Well, I mean, hell, you you look at all the case mods that I've done over the years, and and none of mine are. Anything out of the out of the ordinary, as far as you know, throw it in a, a jerry can or or whatever. I just I don't know for some reason that doesn't trip my my boat. Right there with you. No, I still like my PC mods to to look like a PC. Agreed. And that's you know that's where I you know like my my Man. green flame. I don't know why, but the one day when I was looking at the GX2 video card at BFG site and seeing the flame design on their card. You know, for some reason, it just, that stuck in my head. And that actually was the first mod I actually sat down and drew an image of before I even started cutting. Every other mod I've ever done, it's always been, well, besides the few that I've done for hire, you know, it's always been 
get the Dremel out and start cutting and then make it look like what I want as I go. Right. Yeah. Well, see, mine's not so much. Well, if you, if you look at every mod I've got, every mod I've done, they've all been computer mods. Right, right. Okay. But, like I said, there are a few things I've looked at that I said, you know what, I could put a computer in that. Yep. Oh, yeah. Jerry can for one. I've got a, a, a suit of armor, a little old knight, about three and a half foot tall in there. My kid bought me. And, um, you know, you take a little old Pico or a little yeah. mini ITX. Oh, okay. that's why you want that board. <laughs> There's a good thought, you know. I don't know. It doesn't but, come to life at night or anything, does it? It uh, might when I get through. <laughs> Got those Scooby Doo glowing red eyes inside it. Yeah. Cause you do see those flowery things and stuff in wallpaper. Flower D. D. Flower D. Flower D. Flower D. Flower D. Flower D. Yeah, okay. Well, hey, speaking you know, of D, let's, what about Left for Dead? I mean, what do you guys think of this bullshit talk about, oh, we're going to boycott to let the new, the new game, bar, 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 yeah, coming out? I think it's just like what you said. Yes, yes, yes. I, I don't necessarily disagree, but I don't agree 100% either. I, I, I can see both sides of the fence. Why? I'm, being an owner of Left 4 Dead, I, I think it is bullshit that they come out with a Left 4 Dead 2 within a year. But it's, I, to me, it's it, be, it better be that damn good. You know? It better be that damn good to warrant it. Ooh. There was, you know. there was, there was a lot of stuff that, Steve, that Valve promised in regards to the continuation of the Left 4 Dead community. There's a lot of things that they are on record as saying that they were going to do. New weapons, new achievements, new uh, n- new maps, new characters. For the current Left 4 Dead. For the current Left 4 Dead yeah. that they have not done. And now all of a sudden they're taking their resources where they said they were going to do this for Left 4 Dead. And all of a sudden they've spun off and created Left 4 Dead 2 that we're going to have to purchase because it's not going to be DLC. It's going to be a new game and they're they're talk they're touting all this new AI and zombie pathing and the graphics and I'm like, you know, dude, it's based off the same technology. And basically what you did is you took your resources that you said you were going to do X with, but instead you did Y with. And you threw us a bone by unlocking two maps and calling them multiplayer maps, and then you threw us a bone saying, "Oh, here's a new, here's a new survival mode," and that's it. Okay, now let, let me let me ask you this. I don't know if you remember with the uh, <coughs> Unreal Tournament series. Mm-hmm. Remember they made Unreal Tournament, and I think they did the same thing. I think mean, they came out with them like the next one within a year or so. Mm-hmm. But if you bought the newer version and you had the older version, mm-hmm. there was actually a ticket or something inside that you could redeem and get like fifteen or twenty bucks back off of buying the new version. If they offer a discount for Left 4 Dead 2. I'm all over that. If they show loyalty to the people that purchased their first product and they give them the opportunity to purchase it at a lower cost, Absolutely. then great. Then yeah, I'm fine with that. But tell them that, that I that I got to shell out fifty bucks in order to get content that should have been delivered to me in the first place. I'm, I'm okay. I'm not happy with that. Okay, so if they come out and they said uh, Left 4 Dead uh, Two is going to be thirty bucks, yeah, I'd buy it. Yeah, I'd probably buy it. Buy it. Either way, you know, even even at the fifty bucks, but I wouldn't be happy. No, I'm not going to buy it at fifty bucks. Well, I, I probably well, you know, you know what I'm saying at full normal retail price. Yeah, I probably buy it the same way I bought this one. I will wait till it drops down to about half price, on yeah, one of the weekend well, deals, and pick it up. Yeah, there you go, there you go. Or you yeah. might catch it for a better price. You know, you know, 
Steam is known for throwing out, you know, online deals. I mean, Left 4 oh, yeah. there was like 29 or 19 bucks at one point in time. And, you know, yep. Got mine for 24 Yeah. yeah. I, think, I, I think it actually got down to like fourteen ninety nine or something at one point. Yeah, yeah. So if you can catch it at the right time, great. I'll, I'll Absolutely. And, you know, and it's like not like, you know, everybody's going to run out and grab the, the latest and greatest, but, you know, there's there's a lot of people there that, that are going to do it. But, I mean, like like I said, yeah, I can see both sides of the story. I mean, it, if they made enough changes in the game that, that warranted, you know, the change they made wasn't going to be able to be done on the original Left 4 Dead, you know, and they actually had to, to make a serious code change to do it. Just make sure it's that damn good that it warrants the, the full cost. Was the code change for, uh, for well, multiplayer or was the code change for the actual in-game engine? I, I'm I'm just saying, yeah, you know, just as a you know, because I know they've still got that's the purpose. Because I know they've still got tons of problems in the multiplayer, you know, online, of oh, yeah. of getting you know getting your getting your lobby to partner with a corresponding server. Yeah, yeah. The uh, so basically the biggest issue is is that it's coming out within a year. It's coming out within a year, and there's a bunch of stuff that was promised for the first one that has not been done. Yeah, and now I I didn't actually hear where they was talking about more characters. But yeah. everything else, you said, yeah, they're definitely. And you look at some of the online uh, interviews that's been done since the announcement of Left 4 Dead 2. They've, you know, th- they've still got a few of these big wigs sitting there saying, yeah, well, we're still doing this and this and this for Left 4 Dead. But you know, it's like, well, why didn't you focus on that before you come out with the sequel? Precisely. You know? I mean, you promised this stuff to the people, and now all of a sudden you're coming out with a sequel. That means you took oh. resources off of the development of the stuff that you promised us, and you put it towards a money-making sequel. Which oh, okay. So it sounds like like Vista and Windows Seven. <laughs> well, when, if Windows Seven is as good as everybody's talking about, then yeah. But all they did was upgrade basically Vista, right? Or finished Vista. That might be it. They might, it might be they finished Vista. Don't get the me started on the price of the of Windows. <laughs> well, that, that'll go back to the rant and raves, huh? Well, I mean, the rumor rumors are, I mean, that, and I don't know what they've actually come up with, but I, I guess they are going to come up with some decent. Pricing for Windows, though, if you're going to upgrade instead of like stupid ones before, right. three hundred dollars. Right. But, but, but yeah, yeah, basically the the rumors are that that Windows Seven is actually just best finished. Yeah, I mean there are there are some changes, but but it is just finished. But I mean, from what I read for about Left 4 Dead Two, it sounds like a whole different game. No, no. Yeah, no. This from what I've heard is that it, it's got it's got um, different gameplays. It's got different campaigns. Um, now, what? I don't know if I don't play Left 4 Dead too much, but is there a director in Left 4 Dead? Because somebody said something about a director in Left 4 Dead 2. Your AI, yeah. No? The, the Left 4 Dead 2, the I think the biggest change so far has been the. I mean, of course, you got the new model, you know, the new models, the, no, the different no, apps. I mean, like somebody can actually design, like somebody can oversee. Can guide you think and set up the game. The the AI of the game does it. Like when you get into the cemetery, the the one cemetery that they show, it actually is supposed to route you through a different path every time you go through that cemetery. And it's going to base it off of uh, how well you as a group are playing, uh, you know, how many many zombies you've killed. So if if you're doing really good, they're going to throw more at you, make it even harder. Right, and And you're talking about two. Yeah, Left Left 4 Dead 2, 2. the AI director in Left 4 Dead 2. Oh, okay. But I mean, and, and that right there—if if they put more of that into it, then to me that would be, you know, real close to warranting the full price of a retail game. Yeah, because I've, if I've they said make that big a drastic change to it, and you know, yeah. and give you that much more. But as far as the the 
the campaigns and stuff. It's the only thing I've heard on them is is it's supposed to be you know each stop at the safe rooms are are tied a little bit tied together a little bit better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. You, you step into a safe room and then you you know when you step out the other side of the door, it's it's actually like you walked in a room and opened up another door and walked out. Game companies are like politicians. Okay. Man. There you go. Hey guys. There you go. There's something in the. There's a link from some of the some of the past promises that they made. Now the new one, they're supposed to be daylight scenes too. Yeah. I guess. Well, they're they're playing in the daylight in in New Orleans. Okay. From New Orleans to Atlanta, I believe is what they're going. And like from what I understand, like what you said, Tony, is that I mean, I've, I think I've mentioned this before when we were playing it. It's like this just seems like once it's to me it was like playing Counter Strike. Once you knew the map, once you knew where you were going, you could do the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. But I guess with Left 4 Dead 2, there's supposed to be a different path, like you said, every time. Well, that's only in, in that one area that I've heard about it. The rest of it's still going to be basically one same path through it. No, I've, the, no uh, I, I heard it's, it's like everything. You could play that level a couple of times, and each time you would have to go through it a different way. Here's the deal. It, Left 4 Dead, and this, is, and this is my honest opinion of it, we, I've played oh, a lot of games. Okay, and every time it seems like we do it, um, when as a clan or a group you start playing it as as a team or something, it turns into a competitive type thing, and then everybody figures out the shortest, quickest way to do everything, and then right. they leave fifty percent of the game behind. Right. I mean, now every time we go and play Left for Dead, everybody's wide open to get to the finish yeah. instead of doing what yeah. the game was set up for originally, and that's go around, explore, find things, do this, that, and the other, and. Work yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's, work, that's, slowly that's, work there. But now it's, it's one of the changes they put in Left 4 Dead 2. By doing the uh, the game the way they've done on Left 4 Dead 2, they've, they've actually, like when you uh, get the horde coming, you can't just sit back and pick them off. Right. You actually got to get your ass moving as a group and take them out. Right, no camping. Because they're, they're not going to stop. Yeah, yeah. And they added, what, melee weapons? Yeah. yeah. Melee got some uh, yeah. frying pans and axes. <laughs> I don't know and about the yeah. yeah, axe is cool. You can target parts of the body and just take them off. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I watched a guy take off a leg, and then I watched a guy take off an arm, and well, then take off a head. It's, yeah. just a, it's just a flesh wound. It's only a flesh wound. Yeah. <laughs> You're bleeding on me. One good thing is, is you, with it like the axe, you, you can do a single, a single hit kill on the yeah. special infected. Nah. I don't know. I'll have to see. I mean, to tell you the truth, to I'm, me, I, it, I've never been like really be a little better. I've never been really wild by Left 4 Dead anyway. Mm. I, I I'm, I'm not all up on the campaign mode because it does become repetitive. Yeah. But, but you know, like X said, when we all get on and play on, you know, survival mode or you know, survivor mode, and and you know, just pretty much go, you know, four guys against four guys as a group. It gets fun that way. That's about the only way I play it anymore. Yeah, versus the blast. Yeah, if you slow them down, that's that's the thing. Yeah, you get like X said, you get the guys in there that that are running gun. That's just run through it, and you, you have one guy that makes it safe for him and leaves the other three behind to die. Yeah, that gets old quick. Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> Posted some links up in the Skype. Uh, if you guys are interested in regards to uh, where the where the development promises were made by Valve, one of right. uh, one of them is an article where they did an interview with a with a gaming online gaming publication, and the second one was a video 
where they were talking about what they were planning on doing. You know, I guess I'm a little different than a lot of people. I, I guess, evidently, there seems to be a lot of people that really, really, really take these communities to heart or something or another. These, I ain't talking about their clan community or their whatever. I'm talking about these game communities like Valve or whatever, and, and they get involved in it, and they want this, and they, even, they just get gung-ho about it. You know, I don't. I just want to play the game. You know, and I could care less if they kept their promise, blah, 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 or not, because, you know, I didn't listen to their promise to begin with, because it's just like politicians. You know what? They're going to lie. You know, I beta tested games for several years, and, and every time we got in there, they're, they're talking about all these things that they're going to do. And then when we got in there, and the time come, oh, it's close to We got to finish. We got to go go. We got to go. But it ain't finished. It's not finished. It don't matter. We, we, we'll get it in a patch. We'll get it in, you know what I'm saying? And then the patch don't come. Yeah. Next thing you know, they got another game coming out. Yeah. Well, you know what? Shit, you're right back to Vista. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I quit getting involved in it. Well, because it's money. It's not about the fun. It's about the money. It's a multi-billion yeah. dollar company. They they say, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know, that it, that it's it makes more money than Hollywood does. It, it's all about money. So rush, rush it, get it out. We'll get our bucks. We'll fix it in a patch, and then we'll sell them another fifteen, twenty bucks for an update. I mean, just those people like play what play WoW and those those kind of games. How many times have they paid for an update? That's one of the things I will not do. Massively multiplayer online gaming, where I have to pay in order to play for my game. And you yeah, pay a monthly, pay monthly to play a game. Fifteen dollars a month, and they have what seven, eight million, nine million people a month. Yeah. Oh, they figured. I mean, Blizzard. Blizzard figured it out. I mean, Blizzard's. A, I, I gotta give props to Blizzard for figuring out a way of seriously making money in that environment and making a game that people want to play. I mean, it's obvious they've got something that works. You can't have eight million people doing something that sucks over the years. Oh yeah, yeah. It's definitely had been a long, a long run too. Yeah. It's like Facebook or. Um, Twitter or MSN, except you got little game characters. See, they get in there and they have conversations the whole time. <laughs> that, Vic, you just pissed off a lot of people. <laughs> well, you know what? A lot of people. Well, that's what it's like. But yeah, I mean, but, honest. You know, the, the only difference I'm, is they get in there and they've got they got something to do while they're talking. And for you pissed off listeners out there, Vic's number is one eight hundred five five five. Call. No, it's one eight hundred, and then the call letters are kiss. Not. Yep. I stepped on a duck. Uh, that's how I it anyway. Yeah. Playing out redneck. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bag on the wild community by no means because I mean, you know, if yeah, that's something to do, because there's too many of them. <laughs> I'm not putting them down. I'm saying that's that's what makes it so good. If you're, not under, you're, you're misunderstanding what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that's what makes it good. You get you got instead of having to go to Facebook and communicate or MSN to communicate, you can get on there with your buddies and 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 actually sit there and type because it's you know they can carry a conversation on. Right. It's like we do when we get on Teamspeak, except they're into the typing stuff. Right. Yeah, but what pisses me off though about that is like you're paying fifteen dollars a month, times that by eight million, nine million people, and then when they come out with a new expansion pack, you have to pay twenty dollars for that. Excuse yeah. me, you're telling me that eighty, ninety million dollars a month over the how many years 
that they just can't say, hey, guess what? Here's a new you know, expansion pack, and it's free. No, they have to yeah, charge you another $20 for that, and all those 8 to 9 million people are going to rush out to, to, to buy that because they've already leveled up to whatever they are now, so they've got to buy the expansion pack so they can do some more running around and talking to each other. And they're not going to give up their communication. No. They're not going to give up their way of life. It's like text messaging. You're right. Okay? <laughs> Look how expensive text messaging is. <laughs> Duh. You don't see people stopping that. They're keeping right on. Gee, Vic, what you said about three minutes ago just hit me. You're right. <laughs> Damn, you're slow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just it's it's just MSN or Twitter with little characters. Yeah. Okay, Dwayne's number is one eight hundred. Kiss my. Oh boy, we no. better get we better get off of this before we get in a really big trouble. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, I'm man. not getting in no trouble. I'm not going to say anything bad. Well, I we didn't say anything bad about. Wow is like Twitter or Facebook. I think the Wow community might not like that comment. Uh, what's not to like about it? Not is the truth? Not listen to the whole conversation. They're gonna get that one comment snippet. Boom. Oh, well, see, that's where they're messed up at. <laughs> uh, I'm sitting here in Atlanta. I, I can jump over in just a few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, like Tech said, though, you got to give the company credit because, you know, that they've done something successfully. Oh, I'm jealous. You just can't. I'm jealous. Yeah. I mean, uh, can you imagine he, playing chess online, playing chess or checkers, and not being able to communicate? Well, there's a couple of other MMOs that that ran for, you know, a year or two and have gone out of business. Others that haven't even lasted that long. So. I said, you know, on my end of it, I, I really don't see what you get out of it. You know, it, they've never done. I, I've never installed the first one on my computer. Yeah, I'm trying. It's just it's not something that I'm into. Well, I'm I'm huge into role play, and I'm huge into uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. into what multiplayer. Kind of role <laughs> 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 I like, you guys do get outfits, or what do you I mean? What are you doing? Are you the doctor or the patient? Okay. Or? I'll tell you right. I'll tell you right now, Tech Daddy. These guys will not keep their minds out of the gutters. <laughs> oh, no. You open your mouth and let one slip of a word go that you should have, and you're done for. Hey, I'm a single guy, okay, for like the past eight years. What do you think I'm thinking about? I mean, I'm real big. I'm real big on RPG types of games. You know, Neverwinter Nights, uh, Daggerfall. Uh, uh, I, I did uh, Baldur's Gate. I mean, I, uh, the, you had Dungeon Siege and Diablo. Diablo 2, I mean, those types of fantasy role-playing games, I love those things. And I know that, number one, if my personality has told me anything, that if I get involved in World of Warcraft, I would find a way, number one, to really enjoy it, and number two, to rationalize paying the monthly fee. So I don't even bother installing it. I won't install it just because I'm sticking to the ground that I do not believe in having to pay a monthly subscription for exactly what Taz was talking about, $15 a month, in order to play a game that I just paid 20 bucks to get off the shelf and install on my machine. And then if it comes out with an expansion pack, I got to pay more for that. Right. It's just, it's for, for, for blizzard to be able to pull that over on people. That's amazing. So what you're saying is like blizzard is the drug dealer and they gave everybody everybody a sample and now they're hooked and they got to keep coming back. All right. Blizzard, you you want to get in contact with Wayne, please? uh, (laughs) Blizzard snow. Ice. See? Hmm. <sighs> <sighs> what did I tell you, Tech? Well, we better get off the subject before we really get our asses in big, big trouble. 
which we already anybody want corn dog? Because me and Tech can do it. A corn dog. Me and Tech's not getting involved in that, are we, Tech? No. Oh, no, no, no. no. Mm. We'll, no. Let, we'll let Dwayne and Vic sink. Oh, <laughs> uh, next, uh, let's. I'm going to throw out a little bench pro, benchmarking program that I use. I don't know if anybody else uses it, but it's called Furmark. Oh no! See, that's just got that's got a loaded name all over it. <laughs> and here I was, you know, tech. I was thinking, you know, you and I is doing good, and I'll be damned. No, uh, I check off right in. it's not it's not Furbies, you know. It's not it's not that kind of a group or that kind of a. Somebody say Furburger. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Keep going, Furmark. So what is it? Does it? Does, does it render a whole bunch of little hairs? Actually, yes. it does. It's a, it's, 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 it's oh boy. Yeah, it's a fur I, simulation, isn't it? This is going to be hard to explain. Off the API tools. Yeah, keep going. Keep going, Dwayne. I got to hear this one. Oh, uh, single. I'm excited. He's dropping shit. <laughs> I guess I did pick the wrong one to talk about. Uh huh. Okay, yeah. yes, it, it actually. PC it does. Wizard. It, 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 it uh, <laughs> It's from O O Oh good boy. <laughs> Ozone3D.net and it's called Furmark. It's an open GL benchmarking program. <laughs> and what it does do, yes it does, it does and fur. It actually it does. It renders a a large <laughs> ring of fur. <laughs> I'm liking this program more and more. <laughs> Oh, anyway. What are we benchmarking? <laughs> GPU. It, it, does, it does have a timer, so I guess it seems how long you can last. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, right. so that all part's right. getting <laughs> deleted. <laughs> cool all right. Program. All right. You know, we bring up your 3D view and, and heat up your GPU to test for your yes. overclocking. Thank you, Tony. It's basically <laughs> what it is. Yes, it, it just does. Uh, pretty much it gives you a, a larger window, or pretty much you can scale the window any size you want. Yeah, you can run it. You can run it in a window actually if you want. Um, anywhere from 640 on up, or you can go full screen. Uh, what I like about it best is that you can you can do a smaller window and still get the same C, uh, GPU load, load as you would as a full screen, and you can also tell it to graph the temperature. So you can actually see when it starts heating up and if, what causes it to go up or down, and you can do other things in the background, like maybe run. Uh, Prime ninety five or or some other testing in the background and run all this crap at once because I don't I know if, if you ever do like the the three D mark stuff you can only run that program right if you, sometimes if something runs in the background and it drops it out because there's a, I found some DNL working or some kind of crap but so this it, is at ozone dot com yeah it's actually at um, ozone three D slash benchmarks slash fur gotcha but the best thing about it is that it's free free is always good free is my best friend. Free fur. That's good. God oh. damn it. I knew it. Was, I knew it was coming. Vic, you're grounded. You're grounded. <laughs> Son. Oh, man. Oh. I just sitting there. Just, as, as, just as soon as Dwayne said fur, I knew somebody was going to turn around and say free fur. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm just trying to keep my mouth shut here. <laughs> Trying not to step in it anymore, aren't you? Oh, no, I'm still cleaning off the other shoe. <laughs> I uh, recently read an article from uh, Benchmark Reviews on uh, a 80-way uh, thermal paste. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah, they, they they went full tilt. 
I didn't realize there was 80 out there. Wow. She used 80 different thermal pastes. Um, actually, I mean, it's a big read. I mean, when you sit down to read it, you want to make sure you get a little time. But uh got me to thinking they show several different ways of, of what they've tested previously on applying thermal paste. Mm-hmm. And what you, what's your guys' methods? What do you you know, what do you like or dislike? A little I put a little dab in the middle and then I use if I have it like from a blister pack, I cut a little piece out, make it like a little spreading tool, like a little spatula. And I like to spread it out a little bit, set the cooler on top, kinda of squish it around a little bit and I'm ready to go. I like the X factor. What's that? We put a little draw X on it. Just draw an X with it. Small. Oh. You know. Yeah, X in his name and X in the brain. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, all right, Dwayne, um, do you do you do the spread out on all of them? You know, dual core, single core, quad core? Sure. You actually put put the drop on and then spread it out on all your installs? Yes. Typically what I do is I take about a it's – a, I put a dot in the middle of the, of the CPU that's about the size – maybe a quarter of a dime, and then I'll yeah. take, take my finger and I'll kind of rub it around a little bit just to start to spread it, and then I'll grab a, a, a flat razor that I've got, and I'll use it like a spatula to Ooh. push it flat and Ooh. and draw it across to the corners and draw it off to the side so I get complete coverage corner to corner on the on the heat spreader. Ooh. Ooh. Now, I've heard two things you shouldn't do. One is use your finger because of your body oils. Okay. Number mm-hmm. two is a razor blade because of the metal. Really? Yeah. Wow. Now I was gonna, I was gonna, when you said that, I was gonna actually ask you if you wore a finger glove, but I didn't want to. No, if I don't have any, if I, if I don't have any rubbers available, <laughs> or or, or any blister pack that I can cut off, I go and I grab a baggie and put your finger into the point and use it to spread it. Okay, I did not know that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I did that too. Yeah. What about you? I did the same thing. Yeah, like Wayne just said, because most of the time I don't have a little rubber glove or nothing to put on, so I use the baggie to spread it out. Now, I, I'm usually always got a piece of plastic laying around somewhere. And I use two methods, actually. I use the the, the X-type deal. It just really depends on which paste I've got, you know, and just how I feel that day. I usually yeah, either draw a little X. What, yeah. what are you using for, for paste? Are you using something like Arctic Silver 5 that's... Get a little bit of a you know a thickness to it, or are you using something like the uh, the prepackaged stuff that's kind of got a little viscosity to it and kind of thin. Well, if you use like the Arctic Silver, you know, with the thickness to it, you know, usually like a little dime bead, not a dime, but a little BB bead, yeah, in the center, and then squish uh-huh. it down, kind of work it back and forth, slide it around with the heat sink, okay. And then, if it needs to be spread out anymore, take, you know, the little baggie and put it on my fingers and just ease it on out to the edges. But as far as the other type, if it's that thin stuff, usually I just draw a little quick X because it's watery anyway. I mean, to me, I'll say watery. It's not, but it's you know what I mean. It's just yeah. it's, it's a lot thinner than... Right. And, uh, I, for example. Right. Now, have, I, have, you, have you guys actually trialed any of these methods? And actually, you know, tried to verify verified whether it made any difference in your performance from one method to the next. No, no. Now, I as as far as I go, I I used to use the the rice size dot in the middle of it. That was back on the single core days. Um, the dual cores when they, when they came out, I I pretty much have always stuck with Arctic Silver's. You know, either dual cores you use line 
or even the quad cores, and then on the on the single cores and whatnot, use a little dot. But uh, here recently for me, I, I've actually kind of leaned toward X's comment and and drawing a little X across the processor. Had better luck not spreading the paste out. Yeah. I get better coverage with just slapping my cooler on and allowing it to flow out on its own. Well, I slap the cooler on after I do the X and just sort of make oh, yeah, a I, couple I of clockwise and counterclockwise twists, you know. Yeah, so it seats full, fully seats down and actually starts to, to compress the... Right, before the I ever lock it down. Um, now, I, I've been playing here lately, and, and I've got some more coming to uh, to look at. I've been playing with, like, the, the gelid thermal papers, and it's it's one of the low-viscosity paste. And to me, it it actually did pretty good. I can't really, you know, I didn't I didn't go through the benchmarks with it and, and do any actual full-on, you know, documentation or anything. But, I mean, I definitely did see a couple degrees difference between it and the AS5 install. But with the low, with the low viscosity stuff, I do tend to spread it out a little bit before I put the cooler on it. But AS5 is still my favorite. Okay. Out of the, the review you read or the article you read, Long story short, who came out on top? All the good brands. Yeah. <laughs> and the way they broke them up in the scoring, I'm, I'm fixing to load it up right now and find it. Um, the way they broke them up in the sporting, they, they kind of broke them up into four categories, I think it was. But the, you know, the, the top name brands that you're accustomed to are all within a, you know, a, a degree or two of each other. And it's a matter of, you know, I'm sure you've all seen it. You could put a cooler on today, run it, you know, give it the break-in period, and then turn around and do it again in a month, and you'll get different temps by a few degrees. Oh. So, you know, there's a fluctuation there that, and, you know, and even even doing that as far as the testing goes, you know, there's some sites that are just absolutely against doing any actual PC testing on the thermal paste or even, you know, coolers or whatnot. And uh, to me, you know, sure, you, you might be able to throw it on a test bed and, and heat up an element to a said temperature to see how well the cooler does. But for me, I, I actually want to see how it does on a process. Right. In a, with limited airflow. And but, but even looking, I'm looking at the last page here that they show, even looking at that, the top rough guess 20, at the end, you give them an A minus to an A plus. Is only 0.75 difference yeah. between the worst and the best, and the top one, two, three, four, five is uh, 0.1 tenth difference between the top five. Right. So you're in the best no matter where you're at in the top 20. Right. Now, to me, I mean, that's then it doesn't really. If I put the paste on my CPU, it goes to 80, 90, 100 right away. Then I know I've got a problem. But <laughs> to, to me, that, I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I'm not worried about you know three quarters of of a degree. Well, let's not also let's also not forget that it takes longer for the CPU for the uh, for the cooling paste to actually cure, right? And make good mechanical or uh, uh, chemical bonding. With the two oh, surfaces, yeah. Yeah, it, so th- this this type of a of a review, unless they did it over the span of a year, with multiple sources. Now, according now according True. to the the article, they actually did comply with each and every burn in test. Wow. 
whatever the whatever the pace rec- recommended, they did. Wow. That's some time-consuming article right there. And third, I mean, he's got a section strictly. I'm backing up here. I'm trying to get to this section. He's got a section strictly on that topic. Um, no, no, come on. At the very, very end page here, it says the Arctic Five Silver application instructions. They require up to 200 hours of required curing time. So you're going to tell me that he waited a month? Or what is that? Yeah. Well, it says up to, so I mean, there is some leeway there, but, you know, it's, yeah. It says each test tested received a curing time recommended. See below. Okay, so one, he would have to wait two days. One, he would have to wait about uh, two weeks, two weeks for the next one, and so forth and so forth and so forth and so forth and so forth. Yeah, it would have to take, like Tech said, just about a year. Or, says, or approximately one hour of thermal cycling prior to the testing when no cure time was specified. But you also got to remember, was each application the same thickness? The thicker you put on, it acts more like insulation, more than heat transfer. Yep. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, you're, you're looking, I mean, there, there's going to be variables all the way around the board. Oh, yeah. There's no way he can put the same amount on every time. Exactly. Yeah, especially with the different viscosities. I mean, even with the same viscosity, there's no way. Unless you've got it completely cut out into a BB measured. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Because anytime you squeeze that little pack to get a little little drop come out, a little dip, there's no way to match it each time. It's going to be different every time. But what I can say is, my God, this guy must have had the patience of a, of a snail. <laughs> patience of a saint. Because there's, there's no way that I could do that. No. Oh, can you imagine? Oh, my God. Wiping off. I mean, you go through and use the cleaners, and you have to do that every time. And then do the well, even then, I mean, that brings up another aspect of Ooh. it. Every every time you put a different different paste on, there unless even the normal cleaners, like the the Arctic Silver cleaners, mm-hmm. it's not getting all of it off. So you're each time you're you're mixing paste each time. Right, right. To I mean, to honestly go through it and full on full fledged. I mean, there is obviously more equipment going to be needed to. To take a you know a full head on trial at it, but so I mean, the best way to look at this is to say, well, this is you know a close thereabouts. The, I would say that they definitely did did more than most would. More than definitely I would. More than I do. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I go through and I clean every time I do my cooler review, and I've been stuck in coolers cooler reviews for the last I don't know two or three weeks now, and. I mean, when I do it, I, I mean, I always use the same base. I try to keep my ambient temps as close as possible. And, you know, I go through, and each time I pull the cooler off, I'll take my Arctic cleaner and clean it and prep it and then apply the new seal, or uh, paste and then, you know, go right back at it. But even, you know, even doing that, you know, I, I'd say they definitely did go that the extra mile, but there's still another mile that could be gone or yeah. 10. You know, but I mean, it, it was to me. I, I thought it was a good article. It was, it was definitely good, you know, a good read to go through and, and pick up on a few different things. Oh yeah, well, yeah, there. there. No, no doubt about that. No, no doubt about that. Absolutely. I mean, and, and like Dwayne said, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna squabble if I've got one degree temp differences. You know, and, and if we're looking at you know five degrees or more, then yeah, okay, you got me. Well, that is the spread but, between between the worst and the best is five degrees. So you know me. If I'll use the nipple case, <clears throat> I'll use a cheaper brand. Like a boomerang, man. You just can't get rid of that thing, can you? <laughs> no, man. I love that case. 
he's got a tat- he's got a tattoo on his arm on that, you know. You know, thanks guys. I mean, this podcast I think was was really good this time. We really covered a lot of good subjects and stuff. Just to uh, let everybody know, uh, in case you haven't visited the site yet, it's modersinc.com. You can go to the site and you can get all our RS feeds for our reviews, uh, articles, and stuff that's coming up. We got our links to Facebook. You can check out our Twitter account, which is Twitter slash Modders Inc. As in one word, no dash. Uh, I have my own personal one, and that Twitter slash American Freak. And I think some of the guys out there have some of the stuff that uh, they want to talk about, some sites they want to plug. Oh, I just did the freaking okay. M M I dot Taz. As you can tell, he goes to that page a lot. <laughs> yeah. No, I just did it, and I had to. I had to go get my bookmark to friggin' find it. You got to understand, folks. That's a really high traffic zone. Yes. Yes. Cool. And what about you, Vic? Facebook Excalibur FX, Twitter Excalibur FX. And I think the last time you said even Google has you, right? Oh man, even Google. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, what about you, big guy? Oh, let's see here. My Facebook page is actually Facebook uh, forward slash Craig Tate. Uh, that's my profile. Uh, I think I've got some of my mods up there that are publicly available. And if you just wanted to go out and browse some of my work, uh, www.tech-daddy.com. That's techdaddy.com. I got my own website out there. Vic, take us out, man. Modding, ain't it cool?